Hey, what's up? This is Derek. This is the Bariatric Badass Podcast. I am sitting in a parking lot at the University of Utah Westridge Health Center because Sharice, really bad, stubbed her toe to the point that it's completely black. So um, while she's inside getting that checked out and getting x-rays, I'm going to go get her some Starbucks and try to cheer her up because she's going to be out of the gym for some time. I mean, we're having a conversation, you know, when, when it comes to Sharice, the woman is, is an absolute, how would I, well, how would I refer to Sharice? You know, it's people will, men will call their women goddesses or queens. She is a spoke in the wheel of my life that changed my life life dramatically and I'm not saying that because she's my wife and I love her and I just want to make her feel good by talking about really nice things about her she's really brilliant very very empathetic um very sympathetic hell of a woman hell of a trusting forgiving woman you see you see what what I've been through you guys have been for we've been doing this bariatrica thing since 2016 so we've been doing this for five years We've helped a lot of people and I've raised a lot of hell because being bariatric and then now that I find out here like back in uh, April being, you know, type one bipolar depression, clinically diagnosed, it's kind of rough on somebody to deal with that. And I can understand, I don't know why she hasn't left me. I put her through hell. Especially when in April I took my manic bariatric ass, manic bipolar depression bariatric ass, um, which was at its worst. Uh, like for all you remember, or if this is the first podcast you're listening in April, uh, April through March and into April, I was, um, I was consuming kava. And what kava is, is a, it's like a tea. It's a tea that is like, they, what it's called, uh, from, it's from the Pacific Islands. What it's called is nature's Xanax. Cause that's exactly what it is. You get like a little cup of coffee, you, you know, you get this mix in it and, you know, it takes a little bit of preparation to get it, you know, do it right. But you drink this cup of coffee and it's like, you know, that feeling you get when you're just starting to get drunk, right? So you're like, okay, I've had two or three beers and I feel tipsy. This is what kava does to you. But before you run out thinking that you're going to get some nice head change from kava, let me tell you what I experienced with it. So what I did not understand about kava was, first and foremost, Derek is an addict. Derek is a transfer addict. So this kava, this tipsy feeling became addictive, really addictive. And you know, and if you've ever tasted kava or if you want to get an idea of how kava tastes, Take a baby's diaper, let it sit in a freaking pile of mud, and then strain the diaper that's been full of baby poop into a mug, 
and drink it. That's what kava tastes like. Tastes like shit. Tastes awful. But it became a taste that I was really like, oh yeah, you know, I'm at work kind of, oh, I miss that taste right now. I want to drink it. You know, it tastes like shit. Blah, 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 blah. So what happened with this kava is one cup turned into two cups a night, then three cups, then four cups. By the end of March, beginning of April, I was waking up in the middle of the night, like fucking getting up in the middle of the night just to have a cup. Dude, Derek, you got a fucking problem. And I, I didn't realize this because I am I'm gone. I'm lost. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But what I wanted to talk about is Takava, first and foremost, gave me chronic, chronic problems with um how would i put this uh excreting fluids from my body i went days without peeing i went days without a bowel movement that's what was happening to me i was slowly dying when i wasn't admitted into the emergency room before i was institutionalized after being awake for nine days Yes, the kava caused sleep deprivation and caused sleep deprivation because there, I'm not, we don't know the real reason behind why the sleep deprivation was caused, but you make sleep deprivation with someone who has a undiagnosed mental condition and it turns into something mad. So when I was admitted to the hospital, my liver was near shutting down. My, my liver was about ready to take a big fucking shit on me. At this point, it has been April 1st through, I think, the 6th. So at this point, I was six days awake. No help, no caffeine, no illegal drugs, no pre-workout. I know, surprise, right? <laughs> it was all kava. It was insane. And so I went into the emergency room. We went to, I took the ambulance. Check this out. I took, this is how fucking fucked up I was in the head. I took three ambulance rides in one night. In one night, I took three ambulance rides. On the third, when they got me to the emergency room, they put me in a room, they locked the room, and they put an officer by it. I don't know what's going on. They did a drug test. That's the first thing they did was they did a drug test uh, on my, you know, on my system, you know, to see, to prove that I'm on methamphetamines. And I peed clean. 100% clean. Zero drugs. No opiates. Nothing. So, okay, he's into a manic, you know, a mentally, probably he's, he's having mental issues. He needs to be admitted. I refuse to get admitted. I refuse to get admitted. This is the first time I was in the emergency room. It's like, no, I'm good. I just want to go home and lay down, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I went home, tried to lay down. Wasn't able to sleep. Getting manic. Keep on getting mad, more manic. At some point, you know, after being awake for six days uh, and having this kava toxicity in my system along with the demons that I have in my life, I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to commit suicide. And this is like, I'm not doing this for attention. 
I wanted to commit suicide. That was, that was going to do it. It was going to happen. But the one thing that stopped me from doing it was Sharice. Just her tears. I, 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 I get all... I get all upset even fucking thinking about it. I feel so bad for what I put her and my dad through. So bad. Shameful. And I just want you to remember this when it comes to transfer addictions that anything that is taken in excess or done in excess always has a victim and always going to be a victim when it comes to these problems example kava i wasn't the only victim i begged sharice to help me kill myself kill myself i got over a million dollar life insurance plan you know if i you know have whatever x amounts of money at work to my work life insurance and then x amount of life insurance through the bank that we bank through, you know. Granted, they don't they don't provide uh, life insurance for people who, uh, you know, commit suicide. But you know, I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not going to leave my family high and dry. <clears throat> so, this is caused by demons. From my past. And the reason I bring up Sharice and how amazing she was is she helped enlighten me about a few things when it comes to my past. In my past, I have an ex wife, my first wife, very, very smart, very manipulative, controlling woman who has took my firstborn daughter, magically did her little whimsical work with her family in courts to gain full custody of my daughter who has my name. She has my middle name. She has my middle name. Took her. Disappeared for... I couldn't find him anywhere. She totally just fucking disappeared. I didn't know. I was really young and so I didn't... Um, I didn't know what to do in courts. So I agreed to fucking everything because that's all I wanted to do was see my daughter. I just wanted to see her. I wanted to hold her. My daughter was my life back in those days. You know, she turned 18 and I contacted her. When I contacted her, we hit it off pretty well. She was excited to talk to me. And then out of the blue nowhere, out of the nowhere blue, I'm an evil person. So what I believe is that my first wife is manipulated and lied to her all along. She has to protect these manipulated lies. So she does. She says whatever she has to say. I know my ex-wife watches my TikToks. I know she follows me on Facebook. And if she's listening to the podcast, my dear, sweet first wife you're not going to hurt me anymore I think we I think I've got to this point where you know you go numb 
You can only be hurt by somebody for so, so long before you get numb. But when it involves a child, your child, who you would give anything to have a life with, to start a relationship, to try to start a relationship with, I would give it anything. I would quit my job. I would, I would give up my, my business in the Bear Edge community. I quit everything just to spend some time with her and have a relationship with her. But it's not going to happen because of these things that have happened in the past. So one thing that Sharice got me to help recognize when it comes to past. And sometimes people have bitter past. Sometimes people have criminal past. You've made some mistakes here and there. You know, you did, you hurt people, you've wronged people, etc., etc. This is just a heartbreaking, heart wrenching, unfair experience. And what Sharice taught me was you can't, and Sharice has the same problem. Sharice has a bad past. You know, Sharice was very, I'm not going to get into her past, but she was assaulted. In her past, and we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna get dig we're not gonna dig in deep to that. But when I say assaulted, and it was really bad. So one thing that she helped me understand was first of all, if I let my past rule my future and rule my decisions going forward. In life, my past, everything surrounds my first wife and that situation. My second wife cheated on me. I caught her in the fucking act. I didn't caught her. I didn't catch her in the act. Uh, she was hiding a um, a hickey on her breast that I didn't put there, and she was being very coy about it. Covered it with toothpaste and a bandaid. I'm like, what the fuck? So. Being cheated, being cheated on and betrayed in a relationship is one thing. Okay, when it comes to love or romance, whatever. But when it comes to involving a child and not giving you an opportunity to have a relationship with your child, simply because you want to hurt somebody, you want, simply because she just wants to fucking keep on bam, 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 that stake into my fucking heart. I can't, I can't get it. It was very, very, very difficult to get over that. You know, easy to forgive my second wife for cheating multiple times. I forgave her. It's cool. I got my son, you know, that we had together. I have full custody of my son. You know, she didn't invite me for that custody. She pays child support. She's not in his life. It's pretty sad. But regardless, my first wife is winning. She is Being successful at making me miserable. Because she knows where I am right now. She knows I have a good job. She knows I have an amazing business. She knows I'm in incredible shape. And I have a very supportive wife and, an, and a beautiful little family. And she hates it. And so she does the best that she can 
to continue and to hurt me. I'm not my past. Derek Peterson in 2000, from 2003 to now, that person is dead. It ha- he has to stay dead. He can't be resurrected because, you know, sometimes shit happens and, uh, well, this reminds me of my first wife and my daughter, you know, oh, okay, memories come back. Well, guess what? Now it's resurrected. He's been resurrected, resurrected. While I am not my past, my past serves all the mistakes I made after she originally left and then I had to deal with the post-traumatic stress of that loss for 18 years until I was able to talk to her. All the mistakes I made, all the drugs I did, all the people I hurt. I got to be accountable for it, but I, it can't be me. It can't define me. It can't define my decisions. If I let what happened there define my decisions, and when I say define my decisions, I mean not trusting Sharice is not going to hurt me, which affects our marriage badly because that's how it was for a while. Was exactly like that for a while because I had a hard, hard, hard time trusting her. Not because she didn't, you know, earn that trust, but because it was part of the behavior that I was admitting from my past. So what Sharice has taught me is a valuable lesson. We were just talking about this just the other night. The past serves as a lesson. I got a beautiful wife who has a very promising future, very intelligent, going to school right now. She's got a 3.9 fucking grade point average in college. She's got a scholarship that she's going to be getting on. A very beautiful daughter, Sky. She's a great kid. She's a little goofy, like her dad. And I have two awesome boys. If I let my past rule, then their lives are going to be miserable and it's going to be my fault. Because I allowed my past to not serve as a structure of my future, but to have it serve as a lesson. And that conversation, you know, sometimes you get those moments in life that snap and then you're you're like, holy shit. That hits so deep that it, you know, I'm not going to say anything because it just hits so deep that it's just like life changing. Sometimes when I talk to uh, people in the bariatric community, uh, I'll give my best advice. You know, we just talk through DMs, you know, how do I lose 30 pounds or how do I, you know, how do I this, how do I get through my marriage or how do I help my husband or my wife see, you know, how difficult it is to be bariatric and I give the best advice whenever I do talk to people and sometimes my own personal advice hits me hard like dude why are you not taking your own advice you know you tell people to be strong but you're not strong you tell people to 
thrive off of the decisions that you made to save your life. But you're not doing it. And these are the lessons that I've had to learn. This is the past. It doesn't, you know, it's not forming my future. It's not building a structure for how my future goes. But a lesson. And once you can grasp the actual message behind this, you'll change your life, especially if you have problems from your past. And pretty much we all do, right? Some of us are here because of illness. We put on weight because of illness. While some of us are here because of past traumatic problems that have caused us to use things like food to treat emotional distress. That's me. That's me and fucking me to a T. So if that's you, I want you to listen to this podcast again. And I want you to listen to it again every single time you let your past, whatever it is, and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter, like maybe, maybe you made a mistake in a relationship. Maybe you made a mistake in choosing somebody that you shouldn't have chose. And so they did something that was very harmful to you. You cannot let that, those experiences dictate what is going forward. If I was to, if I continue to allow my first wife to hurt me, to her little fucking little tricks that she does, someday I'll show you guys the comment that she made on my TikTok that I made. Because all I did was, like, got on video. It was a trend. And the trend was, forgive, do a forgiveness video for everybody who hurt you. And that's exactly what I did. Well, guess what? Little Miss Stalker popped up. I'm his first wife. He's full shit. I'm not full shit. I got court documents to prove it. I got a pristine police record to prove it. And then, you know, she sees me. She sees my TikToks. She sees how much of a transformation I put myself through of the course of the last six years, seven years since I had my surgery. And she hates it. Because she's in an opposite spot. But that's okay. So please, again, as I begin to take my own advice so I don't end up manic again, so I don't use food or other substances to soothe that pain, it serves as a lesson. And when my daughter is ready to talk to me, someday, someday she'll want to actually talk to me. She'll want to get to understand or she'll want to question whatever she's been told about me. And when she does, I'll be ready. I've been ready. Just not mentally. But I will be ready mentally and emotionally when that time comes. I love you guys very much. I really appreciate you guys. All of y'all. 
listening to the podcast, sharing it with your friends, sharing it with your bariatric friends. I'm grateful for it. We are on all platforms. Every platform out there that you can listen to a podcast. Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, of course, um, everywhere. There's even a few of them that are like other. <laughs> so they're being listened to off a um, private. Uh, I can't remember what Sharice called it, but it's basically a private motor or a private um, internet line. Love you guys very much. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Peace.